think that's just a normal way to feel, honestly. Like, you know, I don't think that's bad at all. No, but I'm definitely in like an... I have such bad anticipatory anxiety that I'm anticipating my anticipatory anxiety. <laughs> Story of my life. What is that? That's the title of my book, a Anticipating brand. My Anticipatory Anxiety. <laughs> a a short, short story. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Stay Rooted with your instant mom friends, Stephanie and Lauren. We're hosting the mom support group you'd never attend IRL. So today we are going to be talking about some fall goals. That's what we're thinking about because summer's coming to an end right now. Yes, it is. And honestly, I'm not mad about it. I'm a fall girl. You are a fall girl. I'm a fall girl too. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this before, but I like doing summer things in the fall. I like going to the beach in October. Absolutely. Cozy blanket season. Absolutely. Tonight it got below 70 and Lukey and I just went for a walk, like a nice long walk. And I haven't really done that much with him this summer because I just, I cannot be hot. So this was my <laughs> ideal day. I'm like, we should walk every day, Lukey, just me and you. you I know? love that. So yeah, I, I feel a part of myself coming back to life when it cools down just a little bit. Yeah. And I feel as though fall brings like some clarity for me. Mm-hmm. Like we were doing slow down summer, right? Yes. And I just feel like when it's hot, I'm just I'm not thinking straight when yeah. it's summer. I'm using my my fun brain. But when it's fall, mm-hmm. I'm putting on a cable knit sweater. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting with a with a hot beverage in my hands and How I'm cozy. and I'm like kinda curled up in like a little Y position on the Ooh, on a chair, you know. Yes. Blanket over me. Yep. And I'm just I'm focusing in. So yeah. we're focusing in fall, I yes, think. Yes. I think that's so what too. I'm doing. I think so too. You and know, coming I, back. I just like the way that fall makes me feel. And I was thinking about how with fall things naturally kind of pick up because we're adding more things to our schedule. The kids are going back to school. So we're gonna throw that into the mix, obviously. So I feel like there's almost this responsibility on me to like look inward and to make sure that those moments where we aren't doing things and aren't, you know, out, that we're just like being in the moment and slowing down still. Like I'm not done slowing down. No, not at <laughs> Never. all. Like if, if anything, I'm going more inward yeah. with my slowdown. Like I'm just going to stay home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And turtlenecks make that feel like a really good idea. I think the stay home thing was already a movement. So yeah. I'm just going to focus it into my little, my little pod and I'm just going to be warm and cozy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, we are going to have to bring the children to school and continue to live in this society that we live in. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, with focusing in, I feel like I really want to narrow in on on my children. You know, I want to do good by my children. Yes. I want to be good at being a parent. Yeah. And honestly, meh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Ugh. Yeah. You sometimes you're kind of good at it. Exactly. Other times you're like, ooh, I don't know if I should have done that. But I'm trying my best. And with that, like, I saw something on the internet the other day that, like, really was, like, 
triggering, but in an inspiring way. Okay. So I saw an educator I know, Mm -hmm. like a social worker, actually, uh, share something on her wall that was basically about, like, why are we, like, putting a stigma on IEPs? Yeah. Right? Why are we acting like, ugh, on an IEP? Yeah, because standardized testing is just working (laughs) so flawlessly. Like, honestly, like... First of all, I'm going to take a step back and yeah. I'm going to say bravo to the to the young educators, right? Because yeah. whoever is taking on being an, an educator right now. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> we salute you. Absolutely. So, and honestly, we're rooting for you. We're rooting for you to get paid more, yeah. mostly. And, Always. And for things to get better. Yeah. But hang around because we need you. Because you have this view. Like, you have this, like, IEP legitimately stands for individualized education planning. Yep. Like, shouldn't shouldn't we all have an... (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't that that seem like what you should sign everybody up for? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I feel as though when you see that, when you see... Because I'm somebody right now that is is looking in that direction with my child. Like, I think I've come to the podcast with that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're noticing that there's something with my daughter's reading that's just like a little, she's reading a little different. Mm -hmm. So we're going down that avenue. So to see somebody in education and see other people supporting it, that like, that is not a taboo thing. That is not a crazy thing to ask for. No. That is not like a negative label. No. It's just like- something you should be entitled to. It's a plan. Yeah. For an individual- Absolutely. To receive education. Yeah. And (laughs) I am a mom who has never been on an IEP, but I have a son that is on an IEP. And I don't even, I think I've mentioned it before possibly, but I will just say that if I had any thoughts of um, preschool IEP of being a walk in the park, boy, was I wrong because... I just look, I can't look at parents who have been in IEP land much, much longer than me, seeing people on the other end of it, 18 year olds that I know whose moms have been dealing with what I'm dealing with on the opposite end. And I feel nothing but like respect for them for what they have done, because I am seeing that there is never a time where you stop advocating for your kid. And in general, in life, but especially when it comes to their education, because when your kid is at school, they aren't in your care. So not only do you want them to learn well, but you also at the very basic, most basic level need to feel that they are safe. Honestly. And never did I think it would be so hard for me to have that be heard by people until I walked into IEP land. So on part of my fall goals list... um, when it comes to family goals, it's to just keep advocating. It's yes. just to keep learning, to See, keep I knew, speaking. I knew you could get behind this goal. Yeah. I knew I didn't even have to tell you no, about this goal. It's always you on would be my able list. To just got right there because for me, how you handle your children and their education, because yeah. like you said, like we are leaving our children with these people. Yeah. It's like if you had a like 19 year old babysitter and, and you were like, hey, 
you know, the baby just can't eat popcorn. And she was like, yeah, well, you know, like, what if I, you know, I can't, there's two of them. I can't just like not feed them both popcorn. They both need popcorn. And you're just like, okay. Like, or they're like, (laughs) they haven't choked on the popcorn yet. And you're like, that doesn't mean that they still shouldn't be around it. Like you said, like you are literally just advocating for their safety in a group educational environment and there are people, there are educators that are backing you on that, yeah. but then just the system as a whole is a mess and that is its own goal. That needs to make its own goals. We yeah. can't have goals for the system. Absolutely. But we can have goals on the way that we handle the system. And I feel like focusing in on my children and being an advocate for them in life, you know, like yeah. for Alaska, it's probably just like making sure she doesn't eat rocks. Exactly. Such a straightforward assignment. Yeah. yeah. Safe. Uh, you know, but she's for my, still gonna push back for your bigger ones. It gets a little more complex, and yeah. I feel like that's big on my fall goals. You know, I have an adolescent now. Yeah, it's really high on my list. Um, I think this last year that I had um, entering into this world, it really there was a moment where I let myself feel the feelings of being scared, knowing that you know, this will always be a part of my world. I will always be advocating extra hard for Lukey because of his disability. He needs me to speak with him when he can't and to help support him to get what he needs to be safe and to be taken care of and to be the best version of himself that he can be. And that's a huge pressure. Like, You have this pressure in general to do that for your kids, but then to convince the people that are teaching them that they need to do what you know they need is just a whole other layer that I've been like trying to come to almost a layer of acceptance, which I definitely have. I've I've gotten past the shock. I'm in my acceptance, but there is always going to be, I think, this level of anxiety over what's next and what's going to be the next hill that we climb. And fortunately, I have felt very backed by his, you know, hands-on teachers and his therapists. Um, There has been a lot of battles with higher-ups, but I will say that the people that work directly with Lukey and with his IEP, I have been absolutely blown away by. And that's been like a very... um, encouraging thing for me to experience during his first year of school. And I feel as though that is the only encouraging thing about sending your child to public (laughs) education. It's like, wow, there are such thoughtful people out there that really are just dedicating their lives. You really want to dedicate your life to this, huh? Absolutely. Like, (laughs) literally, we salute you. Today I met a first grade teacher, and I was like, and her her husband was also doing something um, in the city that I live in and I was like you're you're such an asset to the community and she was like no one's ever said that <laughs> I was like, like, that's we, just how I talk <laughs> <laughs> but like truly like you have to think that that like if somebody is willing to do that difficult job like yeah. you said the system that's just crushing them yeah. and you you are doing a lot of legwork that you're not getting paid for but yeah. you are just loving 
that little person that exactly. deserves the better. Exactly. But in a way, so so are those direct care people because they they're putting in the extra time and they the extra absolutely effort are. to just help And they you. make like the unknown of what's to come a little less scary. And I hope that you feel that way too in seeing because at uh, least start this there. with him. Yeah, at least they <laughs> exist, you know, in this world with I, me. I was just talking to my husband and he was I was like honestly like because we haven't gotten um our six-year-old's um teacher assignment yet and it's like it's like a week away like come on honestly if it's a substitute i'm done yeah homeschool it is and honestly (laughs) the way that when you get your kids you know teacher assignment and you turn into a literal fbi agent i was like within 30 minutes I think I knew like the town her husband was born in and like probably her blood type I truly believe that like the high school version of creeping on like a girl is finding your kids has led me to the skill of finding like people in the community that are assigned to me in some way I walked (laughs) I walked in 2007 so that I could run right now yeah I'm like I'm gonna figure out who this first grader is Mrs. Jones yeah if that's even your real name (laughs) I'll find out but yeah no that's been a real thing and earlier um you were talking a little bit about like you know we're not always the best we don't always feel like the best versions of ourselves, right Mm -hmm. and within my fall goals I was really trying to do some self-reflection and what I really kept coming back to is that like I am so hard on myself like way harder than I am on literally anybody else and sometimes just pushing your kid on the swing for 15 minutes is enough for that day Sometimes just sitting down with your kids, watching a movie and eating popcorn together is enough for that day. Like, I just think that we need to give ourselves the same level of understanding that we give to literally (laughs) everybody else around us. Because when we create these like unobtainable expectations, we're just setting ourselves up to disappoint our own selves when we don't need to. So I want to start treating myself the way that I treat other people. You know, it's the reverse of what we were saying in kindergarten. Now I need to bring it back to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel as though, I mean, you put it perfectly that like swinging for 15 minutes to you, that's like, oh my God, I only did that. Yeah. What a lazy mom. What a lazy mom. But like to them, that's a big deal. If you were just present during that, like they will look back fondly on it. I've heard my my daughter reflect on those little minutes and like <laughs> those are what stick out to them. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, I love when you ask, at the end of the day, we always ask our daughter like what her favorite part of the day was. Yep. We usually do like the best part of your day, the worst part of your mm-hmm. day. Um, and then we go with like the worst part of your day first. And then, you know, you combat it with the good. Yeah. And like the good part of the day will always be like. <laughs> that when, grilled cheese. <laughs> when we drew SpongeBob. When we drew SpongeBob yeah. before dinner. And I'm like, that was like five minutes. That of was my on time. a whim. But you were in the moment. Yeah. And, and <laughs> they loved it. And then you're thinking about all like the big stuff you did. And you're yeah. like, okay, I guess like, yeah, drawing SpongeBob. So it wasn't was the fourth cool. nugget build of the day. That wasn't <laughs> that wasn't your highlight. Yeah, and you didn't notice me like crying in the kitchen yeah. when, I, Fine. when I was overwhelmed with the dishes. Perfect. Well, <laughs> Honestly, and today when I was in this mindset of thinking about, you know, this whole topic, I was like, you know what? So 
we need to go grocery shopping. Like we needed to go yesterday, but I'm going to go tomorrow. Like you've been there, right? Oh yeah. You know, so I'm going tomorrow. There's cheese and bread. Okay. Maybe. This is every, (laughs) when there isn't cheese and bread, you're like, oh no, oh no, we've gone too far. Um, So I had this thought today and okay, trail mix, right? This cute little snack. There's all these different flavors. You grab them for a hike. Like, they're cute. Everybody hypes up trail mix, right? It has such a big section at the grocery store. Such a big... They make anything trail mix. Do you know what trail mix is? Literally just all the leftover things in your snack cabinet (laughs) mixed together and tied up in a bag, and they just write what's in it. And everybody loves it. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't we just treat ourselves the way we treat trail mix okay like we can just be this mix-up of whatever we are that day and make it taste delicious and everybody will love it like today I literally was like you know I need to go grocery shopping I had a few pretzel sticks a few pieces of popcorn supervised and just like (laughs) M&Ms and I threw it all on a plate I brought it out and they were like "Ooh!" and we're so excited and I was like it can be this easy we just have to like get out of our own ways sometimes and just be like, sit back, think about what you're doing and what actually matters because half of what you think does really doesn't. You can be trail mix. What a wonderful pile of yeah, mess. And everyone will think you're great. And honestly, if I'm going to be trail mix, I'm going to be the target good and gather monster. Uh, yeah. And the most reasonable. Christ. <laughs> and honestly, trail mix does get a little obscure sometimes. You're like, <laughs> you're like, really? <laughs> Swedish fish needed to be yeah, in there? Yeah, you're like, Cheetos, <laughs> Swedish fish, and raisinets. That's a weird combo, whatever. So, yeah, do you? But that's what I'm saying. There's no rules on trail mix, so. I like that. I like yeah. that vibe. I think that I could get down with that. I yeah. think the trail mix is like the quilt of snacks. Absolutely. I want to be a quilt, you that, know. Yeah, we're so. all trail mix. <laughs> I we love are. that. Ah, but um, I feel as though... One of my fall goals that is probably not so much on my radar right now is that I want to be able to move forward past wedding season. (laughs) Don't we all? Don't we all? And I mean that in the most loving way possible. Yeah. Because I'm in it right now. Mm -hmm. I'm in wedding season. And I feel as though, like I said, it's not a good goal to say right now. (laughs) (laughs) But when we're on the other side of it, when the brides are on the other side of it, everyone's going to say, whew. Hot take. I think the brides want to be on the other side of it, too, honestly. I think everybody does. I think that the wedding is the fun, fun, perfect day. But all the things leading up to it, I think we can all agree, like, most of them aren't that fun. Yeah, and as I say, like, the goal is not right this second. Because the goal, like, I still have a lot of just planning parts. (laughs) But once all the parts start moving, that's when the goal is going to go into motion. Yeah. Say, okay, we're having a good time. Yeah. But tomorrow, wedding season is over. Absolutely. And what an exhale. Because I have some brides that I'm loving this year. Of course. Everyone is a bride or having a baby. Yeah. Brides and babies. Good for you. It's that time of year. It's the fall. Everyone's getting cozy. They're focusing in. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely like I am in I am involved in two beautiful brides' lives Mm -hmm. that are just like they were my people. Yeah. And they were my people when I got married. Absolutely. Literally. Literally. They yeah. were they were by me. So I just feel like 
I am so excited and I like like they'll tell me they're planning something and then I'm just like <laughs> writing in my planner and I'm like well, got I, to watch the tree in the park. But also, <laughs> I'm sure that they were ready to get through yours too. I think that's just a normal way to feel, honestly. Like, you know, I don't think that's bad at all. No, but I'm definitely in like an I have such bad anticipatory anxiety that I'm anticipating my anticipatory anxiety. <laughs> Story of my life. What is that? That's the title of my book, A Anticipating <laughs> My Anticipatory Anxiety. <laughs> A, A short, short story. <laughs> but yeah, so fall is going to definitely be scheduled for yeah. me. Um, we have a lot of weekends where we're away or doing something. And then I feel as though the rest of the weekends need to be focused in and purposeful. Yeah. Or else I'm going to feel like a schlup by yeah, January. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to feel like a schlup in January. No, you already you don't. do. And sometimes you get into those seasons of your life where you can't just help but be, you know, spread a little thin with plans because you just a lot of things end up happening at once. And that is what it is. You'll get through that. But like you said, I think in those little pockets of time where you're not obligated to other people, that's when you really try to like reground yourself, keep doing those walks and, you know, those backyard hangouts. I don't want to lose those. I like those even more in the fall. Like I'm less sweaty. So I still like I still <laughs> I always want to be less. sweaty. Yeah, I just want to stay slow. I, I want to keep keep it keeping it mindful that's one of the words I wrote down I want to be mindful and I want to be present like yeah those are things I think I need to kind of keep in the back of my brain you know absolutely because it's easy to get swept up in all of that anxiety of yes. what's to come and then when I'm feeling like super all of that purposeful mindful and I'm feeling like I'm actually able to think straight mm -hmm. I want to be creative yes you know and, and that brings us back to our hobbies our hobbies and our goals and yeah. I did say on our on our hobbies our little bit of a lot of things episode that yep. like I want to do more writing and yes. I'm like why can't I do more writing exactly because I can't think straight well that's well that's like the <laughs> probably <whole thing. laughs> um one of my so I felt like with goals there's like personal goals and family goals for me and personally I think like like, I catch myself, and not to say that we don't all need that mindless time where, like, we literally are just scrolling and zoning out. Like, we all we all need those, those minutes, right, where oh, we yeah. just are a zombie. But I feel like I want to make more of an effort to, like, better allocate those free moments into usable times where I can do something like write or draw, or just create something, you know, and nurture that side of me. And I think that's part of the being mindful and thinking and trying to plan, which is really hard for me because I get in my head and start, oh, yeah. you know, rolling the, the thing down the hill and thinking about 10 steps from now that haven't even happened yet. Absolutely. I'm The holidays are coming. I'm already thinking about exactly. that. Exactly. You know, those things come every year. They do. Every they time. Just, they keep on coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> no. And they like, they level like four weeks of your year. And you're just like, do. I don't know. We'll make up for it somewhere. Yeah. And it's always <laughs> that way. So that's why we have to keep reeling ourselves like, we back We have to in. eat turkey with extended yeah. family. A few times if you have, you know... Blended families or whatever we're calling it. So don't try to do anything productive. Yeah, so on just those don't weeks. talk to me. Um, <laughs> and this is so when I was thinking kind of about my anxiety because that's something that happens in the fall because of school. You know, obviously that's 
That's a place my mind goes very frequently. And so I watched this documentary this week, and it sounds like it won't relate to this, but it it I'll bring you back there. So okay. it's called Cosmic Time Machine. It's on Netflix, um, and it's about the Webb Telescope. Okay. So um, the Webb Telescope is this massive, massive project that they have been working on for like the last 30 years. And the whole point of this telescope is to shoot it out into the, into, you know, that, <laughs> all of that out there, that space. Yeah. A million miles away. And what this telescope will do, this is why I love science. This is like, I can say it, but not understand what I'm saying and still be fascinated <laughs> Because of the way that, you know, light travels at a certain speed and how far it will be looking away, it will literally be looking into the past. I saw this. It's absolutely insane. That is pretty crazy. So what it ends up doing is just seeing like the universe when it was 900 million years old, which is like just a mere 13 billion years ago. Okay. (laughs) So this telescope is doing all of that, but the thing in this documentary that kept standing out to me was that when they were building it, they kept talking about the single point failures. Okay. So single point failures are pretty much all of these things. She is a scientist. I'm a scientist. Boys and girls. I I actually, I love this stuff. So every single point failure is if one of those go wrong, one single point failure none of it works, okay? Okay. So every... Where is the single point failure in the lens? So it's it's everywhere. It's the way that it opens up. It's the way that it, everything happens. If the tension's <laughs> off, it won't work. So there's all of these things, and these people have been working on it for 30 years. So this is literally their baby, right? Yeah. And Their they, entire career. Their entire career. Like, they're so much money. Like, it's just a massive deal. And this thing had over 300 single point failures that if one of those happened, the whole thing wouldn't work, right? So watching this whole thing was just like very, very interesting and it was really good. And it actually, it did end up getting there, okay? So (laughs) I there's like so much to watch. That's not the best part of it. Do you get to see what it looked like? They do show some pictures and it is very, very cool. But the thing that I took out of this and the single point failures is that I think a lot of the time my anxiety creates all these things that I am treating like they are single point failures. Like if I don't do this one thing, it's going to ruin everyone's day. If I don't make, you know, this perfect day that I saw someone else do, then my kids aren't going to have a good childhood. I'm creating single point failures that don't exist. (laughs) So I had this very reflective moment of like, you know, if we don't go out of the house and we just sit on the swings for 15 minutes today and my kids are happy, that is not a failure. Absolutely. Like my course is going to still keep moving forward, you know? So I know it was all about space, but I, it was just a very like, you know, full circle moment where I was like, wow, this is really, really insightful. Absolutely. Yeah. That's definitely a bigger picture moment where you're like, You're so, and I always think that like, you're so critical on yourselves, but like, you're, what you did (laughs) was never what you think it was. Yeah. Was probably not even a blip on their radar. And you're like, you're like, 
ourselves, we're just like, it's so easy to be like, oh my goodness, like I said that, I ruined their day. They're, yeah. They think I'm stupid. They didn't even hear you. <laughs> they did not even hear you. Or your kids. Like you're yeah. like, I was mean to I was mean to them. They were mean to us first. They probably don't even <laughs> want me to be their mom anymore. Yeah, and then, exactly. and then the next morning they're like, what? You took and you're away like, my Because iPad? I cut your sandwich the wrong way? Like no one cares. It's, it wasn't a single point failure. It's hour 10 of the day. Nobody's talked about the doll I took away. <laughs> yeah. So like. <laughs> what doll? And I was like up sick at night. Like yeah. I gotta give it back to her. But yeah, so I think about I think about myself overthinking that and then I try to strip it back for myself. Yeah. So a single point failure is definitely a good yeah. little analogy to bring yourself. And into I very that. much recommend the documentary as well. It was really, really cool. And you just felt so like as it was taking off, I was literally welling up because I just felt like all of this big moment coming together for them. It was really cool. It was really cool. Um, and as we're talking about goals, and sometimes I think family and personal goals kind of become one because they affect one another, you know? Yeah, and who, a, who am I but not a part of my family? Exactly. Constantly. So if you're making a goal for, your, for yourself, it's, you know, going to chain effect affect your family too yeah and I was just thinking like boundaries you know <laughs> hard you were really thinking hard. about them I was thinking about them and Good they're for you you know they it's boundaries and it's also just recognizing you know who's giving to you what you're giving to them on like a broad sense it's not needing to be weighed out and perfect but I'm saying do you feel a reciprocation in a relationship and one of my goals that I think is just going to be a constant ongoing goal for me, because as like a people pleaser, it is very hard. You know, it's very hard sometimes to not please the people. Oh, yeah. And I please the people. If we're going to bring it to like a stay rooted kind of metaphor, I was just thinking of like a plant and cutting off what is holding me down and watering what is growing with me. So, you know. Maybe the boundaries are just being mindful of who I'm spending my time with and yes. if it's who I want it to be. Like, because what do we have if not our time and our company? Yeah, and you the know? fall with those damn holidays. Yeah. That we invented. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to um, not get lost in the sauce Absolutely. of you know, not maybe being mindful of every weekend. Like We're I said. We're all drowning in the gravy. We're all drowned in the gravy and <laughs> yeah. we have to do it like four different times for one single holiday. And Absolutely. it is crazy. We don't over celebrate Easter like that. Yeah. Easter, one day, one done. One day, done. It's not like. See me or don't. <laughs> you know? See me or don't. I'll be back next year. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely I feel as though um, with the holidays, you definitely get it. And I like that. You have a lot of cute analogies Thank today. Thank you. My mind was really flowing. And honestly, it was kind of like creative writing. Like I was just thinking in all of these ways and like letting myself think. And one thing that um, today I was also thinking about was one thing I have a lot of trouble with is when I'm with my family, I'm with my whole family. You know, it's all yeah. four of us together. But I know like... I need quality time with my husband. Yeah. Or just 
Lukey or just Nora. And I'm not very good at making that time happen. Like, mm-hmm. I just make sure that we're all together. And yeah. then, you know, but even today, Nora wanted to do something inside the house. And Luke was down to do that, too. And I was just really having that itch to go for a walk because it's fall outside, you know? Oh, yeah. So I'm like, this is my time. Like, I don't want to be in here. I need to go, like, burn some energy right now and, like, think. And so I was just like, you know what? You're okay, Steph. Like, this sounds so crazy when I'm saying it out loud that, like, I had to think so hard about taking a walk with just half of my family and leaving the other half (laughs) behind. But I did. Like, you know what I mean? No man left behind. Yeah. But I did. And honestly, it was so nice. Like, it was such a nice time. And I was like, you know... They needed that time together the same way Lukey and I needed, you know, the company of each other's silence because we respect that for each other. Yeah, I don't know why that is something that is drilled into my brain also. Yeah, And then I feel as though, like, when I'm spending, like, I feel the need to reach out to people and spend time with them. Yes. But then when I'm spending time with them, I'm like, I'm not with my whole family. Yes. So like you said, like, you're trying your best to be everywhere and it's hard to put the boundaries on, like, we need this family time. Because yeah. there's so little you time. Exactly. There's so little you and your husband time. There's yep. so little your core family, your extended family, your friends. You just It's just like a, a little pyramid, a hierarchy of just, like, how you extend your circle. Absolutely. And then it's like, where do you cut it off? Where do you prioritize it? And, yeah, I think I'll... Maybe I'll join you in that goal of trying to prioritize At least just thinking about it. Yeah. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe it's just a thought in the back of your mind. And you just, you know, the more you think about it, the more you'll act on it, I feel like. So, yeah. And I need to, I need to address too. With with your boundaries and my little wedding season, I have to say that I am going to respect it's not fall. It's still summer. It's still slow down summer. Says who? We're in like a gray area right yeah. now. We're in the blending of the ombre yes. of seasons. Um, but yeah, so I feel as though like participating in these wedding activities mm-hmm. is pushing my boundaries. Yeah. Of like pushing my comfort zone. But in the best way. Yeah, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes the boundaries that you've created and maybe like a little bit out of that. It's like a little Hillary Duff, you know, coming of age tale waiting to happen. I love that reference. Yeah, yeah. you didn't want to get on stage in Paris. No. Is it Paris? But Is if it not you, then who? Yeah. Rome. I feel like it was Rome. It was Rome. <laughs> you know? And if you're not gonna... me, then who? Yeah, exactly. And then once you get out there, you're like, this is where I met. I was yeah, meant to be. Absolutely. So I feel as though those are good, but... I also support your little goal of, of I some, think there's some harder definitely, boundaries. Yeah, there's definitely amount we need to push ourselves out of our comfort zone, of course. But then, like, on the general day-to-day, I'm going to be mindful of them. I'm going to try my best. Yeah. That's and all I'm going to stay do. in my little hobbit hole yeah. the most I can. <laughs> Absolutely. And if that means I have to tell you that I'm making boundaries. Yeah, I'm just going to keep buying more chickens until no one wants to see me anymore. Am I making boundaries or do I not want to put on pants? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no you decide. Yeah. <laughs> see you next Sunday. See you next Sunday. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Stay Rooted with your instant mom friends, Stephanie and Lauren. We're hosting the mom support group you'd never attend IRL. Let's DIY our way through parenting and grow together in this wild, wild world.
And remember, we're rooting for you. We need to go grocery shopping. Like t- we needed to go yesterday, but I'm gonna go tomorrow. Like you've been there, right? Oh yeah. You know. So I'm going tomorrow. There's cheese and bread. Okay. Maybe. This is every <laughs> when there isn't cheese and bread, you're like, oh no. Oh no. We've gone too far. Um so 